This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Jason and Derek here. What's happening, Derek? Uh, nothing much. So big, big day in news yesterday. Big yeah. day in news. Uh, Steven Twitch boss uh, passed away unexpectedly from suicide at a motel. And now sort of yesterday, there were so many tributes that came outpouring uh, about Twitch. He's one of those figures that we talk about a lot that you don't necessarily realize how many lives he touched and how impactful his death would be. Yeah, it's it's hard to find what the proxy for how popular someone could be. I mean, obviously, the celebrity uh, tweets came out, Justin Timberlake and obviously Ellen DeGeneres, who he worked for for a long, long time. Uh, and lots of other people who are sitting in the ambit of of Ellen all came out and and uh, and really said some wonderful things about him. I got you know when people die, you and I get yes people messages. reach out to us. People reach out to us when we, publish, job. when we publish a story, yeah. and especially you know when we're the first ones to publish it. Like we were here, there's a lot of commentary. I've never had. I don't think the number of people reach out to me about Stephen Twitch boss who frankly. I wasn't really that aware of before yesterday. I certainly knew who he I was. I knew who I've he was. Show. Right. Um, I think I had met him at one point at, at a. We used to work for the same company. I mentioned this yesterday that we that TMZ used to be owned by Warner Brothers, a division of Warner Brothers. They were owned by the same division. Ellen DeGeneres was, and they're produced by the same division. So we had sort of, you know, we we I had met him at one event like that, um, but he. Uh, but other than that, I, I didn't realize what a mainstream figure he was until yesterday. Yeah, and 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 he's one of those guys. Look, he, you you mentioned Ellen, who he worked for for a long time. He was an executive producer on her show towards the end of it. Um, but he was the DJ on that show. And unlike Ellen, who is a character who is controversial and sort of people have a lot of differing views on Ellen. Uh, Twitch was sort of universally liked, right? I mean, this is not like a sort of Aaron Carter who we watched have trials and tribulations and then end in a tragic circumstance, which was also a very huge, impactful sort of recent death that popped in my mind. But Twitch was not like that. Twitch was sort of a figure who was very smiley, upbeat. He had a dancing background. So every interaction you would have with him uh, would be positive. When he was ever on television, it was always in a very sort uniformly of positive, uniformly yeah. good-natured light. Yeah. Um, and to end in such a dark fashion. Now, we're getting some details of what actually happened because this happened at a motel um yesterday yeah <laughs> which was wednesday uh but on I tuesday said, okay go ahead yeah is that right his death happened on wednesday right on Correct. tuesday the yeah. death his body's found on, t- on on wednesday his wife had been to the police station on tuesday because he had left the house on monday unexpectedly without his car yes uh, and wasn't and answering his phone when she would call him was not answering his phone his behavior was highly irregular so she goes to the police station and reports it and apparently it was strange enough and his behavior was out of the ordinary in such a fashion that he, it was quickly elevated to a critical missing person um, yeah. sort of case and they found him uh, uh, and they found that he had died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound at this motel. All the reports, though, are that his behavior at the hotel didn't ra- raise any alarm bells. Yeah. He came with a small bag. He wasn't apparently acting erratically, uh, didn't seem to be having any sort of outward mental health episode. But 
it goes to the point that Charles raised yesterday, which is you don't know what's going on internally in people. You just have no idea, and uh, it ended tragically in this circumstance. Uh, something that shocked me is that, or, or caught me, it didn't shock me, but but I, I can't quite get past it, is the fact that his wife went to the police station to report this. Um, typically, people will call 911, or if it's less emergency here in California, you can call 311. I think that's pretty uniform. Um, you call 311 for something that you want police to know about, but is nevertheless <clears throat> um, not not an emergency. I think Both if those ch- were they have young children, if a child goes missing, you might call 911. If an adult is, you, you don't know their whereabouts, you don't go think. down to the local precinct. Maybe there's always this, there's always this tendency when you don't know what's happening to not want to necessarily bother with a 911 sure. call. So so that might explain why, why they went down there. And then to see police react the way they did, which is immediately begin an investigation, there's old adage, right? If they're over the age of 18, you wait 24 hours to see if they return, they probably just run off. But something here, either, and I'm wondering if maybe there was a history that the, that, that, that we knew about that, that may have influenced the police's decision to immediately begin investigating, or just her insistence that this was so out of character for him, uh, one way or the other, cops started investigating, but the the call came in from a nine one one call from uh, the folks who in the hotel. He hadn't uh, he hadn't checked out on time, um, and so they went to figure out what was happening in the room and found found his body and, and called it in. Yeah, you know, look, uh, he's forty years old, so he's similar in age to you and I. He has three. Oh, thank you. Dear. Yeah, <laughs> he has three young children, and it, it it struck me that you know this happens on Monday, and it. When you have just a, a family uh, unit, uh, someone being gone on Monday is a, is a big deal. I was sort of trying to um, sort of think why the sequence. Why is he gone on Monday and then she doesn't go to the police until Tuesday? Because he, he's an adult and some families have those sort of dynamics that maybe everything seemed okay. All right, facts are still obviously developing on this. We're going to learn additional information. Um, really tragic situation. Yeah. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And the other big news of the day uh, went on in the Tory Lanez shooting case. This was a wild day. Look, we had Johnny and Amber a few months ago. I didn't think we could have a case that was sort of more twists and turns and more drama because often cases just sort of play out like theater and there's not as much drama as you see in movies. This one. This is full Perry Mason. This is this real wild. drama. Yeah, this is crazy. I, I mean, we have the testimony from Kelsey Harris now, who was Meg the Stallion's good friend. In the car. Who was also in the car. So, the, again, there were four people in the car at the time of the shooting, uh, and one of which it was the driver Meg, the Stallion, Jaquan. Meg the Stallion's feet were hit in the, in the shooting. The, the driver, Jaquan, we have Meg, we have Tory Lanes, and we have somebody who was apparently in a bit of a love triangle with with them, uh, Kelsey Harris. She, uh, she tested, it, it came out, I don't think she testified to this, but it came out that Meg and Tori were in a on again, off again sexual relationship, and then <clears throat> that Kelsey had actually been in a sexual relationship with Tori as well. 
Um, and it sounds like Tori may have, may have made a taunting comment of yes. like, you're just upset that I was also with your friend that set off uh, an argument in the car. And yeah. you can imagine as, it as being they very, will, as, as those kind of comments will, yeah. if they're you're learning new information of that nature in close quarters. And there was a heated sort of, you know, argument of some sort that obviously turned physical in this way. Now, Kelsey's testimony is critical. Well, because, let, let's back up before yeah. her testimony. She had given statements to police throughout the entire investigation yes. where she corroborated Meg's belief that Tori had been the one who fired the gun. She had testified, oh, she had provided information to them that he was, that they were in the car, supported the fact that he had offered her a million dollars to create, to remain silent after the shooting, that he was the one who fired the gun, gets him on the stand. Not so much anymore. Yeah, this was so ordinarily when the prosecution has a witness, what plays out in court before the jury is very, very controlled. They ask certain questions that they know the answers to, but it's to present this evidence to the jury. So you get up there and you, you ordinarily you'd have a prosecutor say, you know, state your name for the record and give sort of open ended questions to let them tell the story. This is their star witness right. of a, a third party involved in this to say uh, uh, Tory Lanes fired these shots. That's not the way it went. She went up there in a very hostile manner, started asking for immunity immediately, which yeah. was very strange because she had given these comments to the police. So my immediate thought is, oh, she's going to say something inconsistent with what yeah. she told police and is asking not to be held to charge, you know, catch any charges for bad lying to, to cops. By the way, bad time justice. to ask for immunity right when you're about to contradict everything you said and try and torpedo the prosecution's case. Unbelievable. So the judge stops the hearing. Uh, they go into chambers. They come out and she does more of this. So yes. She comes out and starts kind of recanting or not remembering what she told uh, police after the event. And she's answering nearly every question with, I honestly don't remember. So what the prosecutors do is start to play the testimony from her to the cop, what she said to the cops right. to show that she initially said this when it was fresh in her mind when the incident had just happened. And now she's changed her tune to sort of batter her credibility, batter her credibility now. But it's their own witness. So this chaos is playing out in front of the jury. So this this happens, right? Yeah. Typically, it doesn't happen in giant cases like this, but it happens that people uh, who are involved in, in cases, criminal trials will give a statement to prosecutors and come and completely contradict themselves in the trial. Prosecutors are not without their weapons to come back. That's right. Right? They can obviously, at that point, you turn into a hostile a witness, yeah. right? Even though it's their witness initially, they ask the court for permission to treat the witness as hostile. We've seen this on television before. The judge will always grant that. And the prosecutors start to cross-examine her. Didn't you say this? Didn't you say this? They play the audio of when she had to said other things. Now it's not so much undermining her credibility. They're actually trying to undermine Tory Lanez's credibility yes. at the same time. By setting her up as a uh, as somebody who's doing his bidding, yes. And in fact, they made the they mentioned in court yesterday. They actually tried to raise the point. The judge stopped them, but it's going to be brought further. Of who's paying your legal bills? Have you been represented by counsel? And if so, who's paying that? Now, there's some privilege con considerations I have to deal sure. with. But generally speaking, prosecutors are trying to establish that it's Tory Lanes pulling the strings here. Tory Lanes got to her, right? And that's why she changed her tune, right? And remember, Tory Lanes, according to other testimony, had attempted to buy off both Meg and. Kelsey earlier on for their silence that he offered him a million dollars right There's testimony in this case about him offering money for them to change their tune so this is what's so now Meg's mind. point is and the prosecutor's point not Meg's point the prosecutor's point is 
Well, he got to her. Right, right. And now, here's here's what's fascinating to me, though. Part of the testimony, she, she only went so far. So Kelsey didn't sort of take the rap because during the questioning, they asked Kelsey, did you fire this gun? Look, a gun was fired. Meg well, Stallion has we have to fragments in her. Somebody yeah. in that car shot her feet. And nobody has said it's Jaquan. Nobody. <laughs> so that's that's irrelevant. Uh, we don't think Meg the Stallion shot herself in the feet. So we have two people. But Kelsey has consistently, even during this recanting, said, I didn't fire this gun. But what she's not doing is helping prove that Tori fired the gun. Her right. memory's all hazy about, I don't know, it's a blur, I don't know who fired this gun. But in the jury's mind, by process of elimination, unless Meg shot herself in the feet, it has to be Tori. Because if she has any credibility to say, I know I didn't fire the gun. A lot of it's hazy, but I didn't fire the gun. I'm not sure how much this helps Tori to pay her legal well, fees or to pay her money. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You're a juror. You have two people, one of whom we know fired the gun. Yes. You don't know which one of the two fired the gun. Yes. Can you convict either of them beyond a reason? And he's the only one on trial right here. So That's can right. you convict Tory Lanes beyond a reasonable doubt at this point? Or do you think it might be? I mean, I to me, to it point, seems all... pretty obvious, right? That yes. <laughs> he fired the gun. We Look, we know what happened, right? Well, let's, let's not make it. He, based on what we've seen, he fired the gun. He shot her in the feet. He is exerting whatever pressure yes. he can on her, or she has whatever pressure being exerted on her by third parties. That's possible, too, to not get up there and just testify to what happened. But he fired the damn You're so, well, Take a step back. When this story broke, it didn't feel like a mystery. Right. It really didn't. It felt like we knew what happened very early on, that he shot her in the feet and regretted it. But then his denials, and it's gotten so messy that now we're at the trial, there's all these other theories, but... You're right. At some point, from from a bird's eye view, we know what happened here. Right. But that's different to your point of how do you convict someone for what actually happened? Because the burden is entirely on the prosecution. They have to prove every element of their case that he fired this weapon, that it hit, that it hit Megan Thee Stallion in the feet, and that's why he should go to prison. All he has to do is create chaos and create a little bit of doubt, and he's doing a pretty good job of that. Because yeah. in the jury's mind, there is some confusion now with what Kelsey's doing on the stand. So, so I have two questions for you. Yeah. Number one. Can we call it the Kaufman theory that she shot herself in the feet that Meg Thee Stallion <laughs> shot herself? Because I hadn't heard that thrown out there, and you threw it out. You tried to dismiss it really yeah. right away, but I think that's the Kaufman theory. He should throw it out there as well. <laughs> she shot herself in the feet. Uh, the, the second point is, two people who were in that car, and I, I assume Jaquan will testify too. Yeah. So you're going to have three people who were in that car testify. Meg, Kelsey, Jaquan. One person who's likely not going to testify right. is the person on trial. Right. That, to me, is the death knell for his attempted innocence here. I think that's right. Look, he very, very rarely do do defendants testify. Not much can go well when you're in front of a seasoned attorney on the he other side. Annihilated. He would get annihilated. I don't think he'd be a good witness. I think it's a good idea that he doesn't take the stand. But to your point, the fact that this is all so mixed up, the jury will want to hear from him. It's a natural yes. inclination to say, like, hey, what's your side of the story? And he's going to sit there, uh, even though he's sort of allowed to do so, it will sit in the jury's mind regardless, and I think it'll hurt him. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think so, too. I, I, I don't know what Jaquan's going to say. It's, if He's the I last think, shoe to drop, right? Yeah, he's the last shoe, although he is the driver, apparently, of this vehicle, so he can legitimately say, I honestly don't know exactly who was firing guns. Kelsey was so critical because Kelsey's involved in the yeah. argument. So Jaquan may... But Honestly, not Assuming know. he can't tell that, he he would have heard the comments. He would have heard because yes. because she Meg testified that Tori yelled at her dance bitch right. as he's shooting at her. It's unlikely he's going to say dance bitch unless he's also shooting the one shooting the gun. It seems uh, preposterous, actually. So yeah. he may have heard that. Right. And that will be devastating. I think that would be devastating. devastating to Tory Lanez to the extent he heard the million dollar offers and, and the because Jaquan's credibility 
to this point hasn't been battered. Kelsey's involved in the love triangle. It's going to be hard to use her anyway, just, even before this yeah. testimony. Uh, but Jaquan is critical here. She, she also potentially, as Kelsey does, has a real criminal liability here. I mean, there's perjury, there's obstruction of justice. She got use immunity, so she's standing on the stand and asking for immunity. The prosecutor's apparently extended use immunity, so anything she says in court now can't be used. Unless she contradicts her earlier statements. Those earlier statements, if they were false, are obstruction of justice, they are lying to to prosecutors, both of which are crimes. Yes. Um, I think that she's... I mean, she has to pick her battles, right? Who knows what battles she has on the outside. Inside, she has a battle of being potentially prosecuted. This is not a good thing for her. Not at all. And prosecutors are going to be pissed, and they're going to want to make— I, if I were a prosecutor, I'd want to make an example out of her that don't come and, and fuck with us right. by lying on the stand after you've given us the truth in, in, in the background. N- now, I want to leave it on this note. If it comes— out in some way, and there will be a privileged she shot fight. <laughs> that oh. she shot herself. What, what will you do? <laughs> uh, if if it comes out that Tori is paying for her lawyers, is it devastating? Is it game over? Or is he able to spin that to say, "Look, this is a friend of mine who's uh, you know wrapped up in this, and I wanted to sort of help her out and get through this case because she doesn't have the funds to sort of hire fancy lawyers, and I do." It's devastating. It's, it's devastating. devastating. I mean, it, it just he's got to do something with the, it if that the, comes out. Though the, Meg's whole point with, with respect to Kelsey is that she is now operating under his uh, authority. He's now controlling her. And she has changed her testimony because she's more uh, beholden to him than she is to the truth or to prosecutors. And there's a real good argument that a a jury's going to buy that now as things stand. I think you and I sort of lean in the direction of buying that based on the evidence we've heard. If it then comes out that he's not only that, he's also paying... Her lawyers to defend her in any criminal action she had and to prepare her testimony. Now you can link that. Now that's a, that. Now you've made that. Th- th- you've made that. Link. You've made that real. Right. All right. That'll do it for us today. Uh, go ahead and download the podcast. And we'll see you tomorrow. Later.